Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. And this is Cindy Meyer, and this is the weekly Cindy Meyer um, Wake Up with Spirit. And this is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about um, the magazine and Cindy Meyer, and then we will go into uh, learning about feng shui and how to have better health um, with feng shui. So Spirit Seeker Magazine uh, started over 24 years ago. We started as a quarterly newsletter, and then um, after that, we uh, became um, a bi-monthly magazine in 1997, and then uh, in 2002, we became a monthly magazine. So we've been on the front lines of working with the mind, body, and spirit um, since since the mid-90s. And um, and even before that, I was a seeker. I um, have always wanted to learn. I started off as a nurse. Uh, that was my first career. And then um, then I was in healthcare management. With um, got a, I went back and got a, a couple of other degrees. So long story short, everything that I do dovetails. I am a real estate agent, and today is a very auspicious day in that I think I have seven showings on my house today. Um, it's just crazy. And so I had to pack up my cats and their new little carriers from Ikea. Um, and they, they are with me today because I just didn't know what was going to happen at my house with all these people in and out. And they, I knew they would freak out. So, um, so I'm a real estate agent and I'm a feng shui consultant. And I actually became a feng shui consultant before being a real estate agent. I um, didn't even know how to say it. I called it feng shui and I read every book I could. Uh, for many, many years, just studying on my own. And then in 2004, um, I became life, uh, certified as a feng shui consultant. And I actually taught um, the, the day, it was either, I think it was the next day after I graduated, I actually taught a feng shui class. I just stepped right into it. I've been teaching, you know, this a bit just on my own. Um, but once I was certified, it was like a whole world opened up for me. Um, and I always like to acknowledge my teacher, Linda Ben. She was from... England, and um, she was just the perfect teacher in so many ways. So I'm also trained in energy, uh, energy medicine. And with energy medicine, you know, you study the energy of the person, but it wasn't really until I realized that a person's environment has a lot to do with their energy. Um, And so we're going to talk about the energy of your home, the energy of your mind, body, spirit today, and how those two uh, are a complete reflection of your inner and your outer. Um, so I'm not going to say all the other things I do. I publish Spirit Seeker magazine. I um, teach classes. I'm an a international psychic. I do uh, parties by Zoom now um, since we're no longer meeting in person with the shelter down. And so if you want to schedule a Zoom party with your friends, then um, you can all uh, – there's different ways to do it. So if you're interested in that, just call me. Okay, that's enough about Cindy Meyer and um, Spirit Seeker. So now let's talk about feng shui. And what feng shui means is wind and water. The, the feng is the wind and the shui is the water. And the, the two words are, if you think about it, what are, what, are the, what are the biggest elements that we have that affect us? The wind, um, if, if we have too much wind, we get knocked over. Like we had wind uh, in the United States, I think three different states this week, and one day the storm that came through, it wasn't really raining. It was just a winds came through, um, and electricity was knocked out. So you don't want too much wind, um, but you want the feeling of a breeze. And so that's where ceiling fans come in, and that's where um, just the movement, just um, envisioning movement. So sometimes people will hang wind chimes in their house, and you think, why do they have those in there? Those, those aren't going to move. But when you look at them, you think of movement. Um, so you don't want too much and you don't want too little. Um, I'm living in St. Louis at this time. And the, when it's hot here during the summer and it's, the humidity is just heavy, you can't, you know, you just, there's no wind. So you want wind, but not too much and not too little. Same with the shui, the water. We do not want to be um, having a tsunami or a flood. We want a trickling, babbling brook. We want the feeling of, um, of water. So you can do a lot with bringing um, those elements in. If you, um, 
if you're trying to add a water element, you can um, put a picture of um, something with water, or you can um, you can do her. I mean, you can um, you can do a put some seashells there. Um, you can put a fountain and different areas where you want water or movement. Um, you would add the water element, but you would add it in a peaceful way. Like a stormy, stormy sea might be okay if that's what really you know excites you. But um, you don't want things that are just too, too, too forceful from nature, shall we say. Okay, so let's see. Feng shui, wind, water. Now, um, let's just talk about uh, the health of your home in general. So the health of our home has a lot to do with our state of our mind. And I can remember, I'm just going to be totally truthful here, my neighbors used to laugh at me, there was a time when, um, when I first moved in my house, like I just didn't park in my garage for probably three or four years because I had inherited all kinds of family stuff, and um, it's kind of complicated. But I, I had some things left. I was going through a divorce, and um, I had some things left at my house where I was married, and they arrived the week that I moved from the old house to the new house that I bought. And so it all went in my garage. And then all that went into the garage at my new house. And it was just like stuff I hadn't seen. The divorce took over two years. It was stuff I hadn't seen in two years. I had to go through it. And my life was just very busy. From the moment I moved into my house, I was teaching breathwork classes and um, had international teachers coming in every month. And it was just rock and roll. The minute I stepped into the house house that I'm selling now after 25 years, um, it, it just, you know, there was never a pause. So... My garage um, being cluttered and not being functional became a dead zone, and that's really, really not good. Um, the areas in our home that have a tendency to become, um, we call it sha chi, where there's not movement, are attics. And um, now some people use their basement. I mean, I use my laundry rooms in my basement, but also, uh, and in my office where I see clients, and, um, and it's also a recreation room for the kids. Um, it was when they were living there. And so, but, but I had all kinds of tax records and business records. I used to own a restaurant. You know, I've owned different things. And all of that, and after my brother died um, and my mom died, I still had a lot of their stuff. I, and I became the repository for all their photos, all their everything. So you get the picture. So those areas, um, even if you just put some music on and just, like do something to to lift the energy, but you want to keep it in as uh, good of order as you can. Um, another place that gets shachi is um, bedrooms that you're not using. A lot of times, people will just use those as storage areas. And what happens when you have shachi is it's dead. It's dead energy. There's no vitality. There's no aliveness, um, and that creates stagnant energy. Um, so I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, this is a health story. I was in Ohio visiting a friend, and we went to a class together, and she introduced me to everyone, and they're like, and this guy says, oh, I could tell you a feng shui story. I'm like, okay. He says, you know, he says, I, I did something to my back. He says, I was um, taking some books to donate, um, and all of a sudden, I did something, and my back just like, I don't know. And he says, so I went to everyone. No one could figure out what was wrong with my back. And he said, this went on for like two or three months. And he said, finally, someone said, you should go to a feng shui consultant or have a feng shui consultant come to your house and see if there's something in your house that is causing your back pain. Many people do not realize that um, feng shui can really uh, help with stuff like this. So he's like, what? Oh, well, he says, whatever. I, I, I can't handle this back pain. All right, I'll try this strange thing. So this lady came. And lo and behold, it didn't take her long to figure out what had happened. Um, he was carrying those books, and he was almost to the front door, and when his back went, ah, he put the books on the floor, and there were the books still. So every single time he would open the front door, it banged into those books because he wasn't able to bend down and move them. His back hurt. Well, she said, I want you to tell me where you feel that, that bump in your body when you hit those books. And it was exactly where the low back pain was. So they lifted the, the, the you know, the feng shui himself that lifted the books, put them in his car, 
his back pain went away. All right, now I'm going to tell you another one. Um, we have five elements that we work with in feng shui. We work with uh, water. We work with earth. We work with fire. We work with metal. And we work with wood. So this lady, this is another health consultation. This lady uh, had lung problems, and they just were getting progressively worse. And um, it was the same situation. Someone said, you should have a feng shui consultant come see if there's something out of balance in your house. So what we do as feng shui consultants is we balance all five of those elements within every section of your home. There are nine areas of your home um, that we analyze. It's called a bagua or a grid. And so um, five of those nine have an element that dominates. Like you can't have fame and reputation unless you have fire, uh, passion. So fame and reputation is, is ruled by fire. But what we would do is make sure that, like if we were working with someone like fame, like they're like, I want to be a famous writer, I want to be known for whatever, um, you w- we would um, make sure that we had the fire element um, you know, definitely there because um, that rules that. But then in addition, we would balance it with the other four elements. We would balance it with water, but not too much water because what does water do to fire? It puts it out. So you would want water for movement in your career, but you wouldn't want too much. Um, You want uh, fire. I mean, wood wood enhances fire because what happens when wood – uh, fire burns wood. So that's a nourishing um, exchange in there. And so, so with the story that I'm about to tell you with this health condition, um, the, the element metal in Chinese uh, medicine has to do with the lungs, all right? So this lady had a lung issue. So this feng shui consultant knew that there could very well be a metal imbalance, just too much metal somewhere. Um, and that's why you don't want to do, um, you know, a room with all metal. It becomes way, way too much. And so, or way too much wood. A lot of people have wood, wood cabinets, wood table, wood this, wood that. And you walk in and it's just like, you, you, it's just too much. It's not balanced. So this lady um, has the consultant come and it was a, a gentleman, uh, a male feng shui consultant who came. And he's looking and looking and he's not really seeing anything that's, you know, standing out until he gets to her bedroom. And in her bedroom, she had this amazing sculpture. But what do you think it was made out of? Yep, metal. And so she, and she, because she was ill and didn't feel well, she spent even more time in her bedroom than, um, than you know, a, a tradition, you know, a normal person, whatever, normal people sleep. Everybody's different. Um, I look forward to a day. I get seven hours again. I, I've been just really busy. <laughs> but this lady... You know, she she had a lung problem, and she was sleeping and resting next to this huge uh, sculpture. So what was um, suggested uh, by the consultant is that she um, move the sculpture over to children and creativity, which is ruled by metal, or somewhere else in the home. And this lady said to this consultant, are you kidding? You have no idea how much I paid for that sculpture, and I love it in my bedroom because I see it first thing in the morning and I see it the last thing when I go to sleep at night and it's right there all day to inspire me. She says, I'm not moving it. So as long as way consultants know, everyone is a choice. You don't ever force anything. You just make suggestions and it's up to the client. So he finished looking around and he says, okay, well, I, I think, you know, we're good. Everything else is uh, pretty balanced. And she wrote her check to him and away he went. Well, two weeks later, he got a phone call, no, not a phone call, a message. She sent him a message, and it said, my lungs got worse after you were here. I finally did what you suggested. I moved the sculpture, and lo and behold, my lungs are, are getting much better. So these are the kinds of things um, that you don't think of when you think of a feng shui consultant. The, some of the questions that we ask our clients is, um, uh, what was your last house larger or smaller? And you, because you want to find out if a person has expanded up or uh, gone, gone, you know, with minimizing or um, 
it's like what I'm doing right now. I have a 2,400-square-foot house, 30 levels. I raise, you know, my kids there. There's four bedrooms and all this. But I, it's just me now, and it's just way too much house for me. And, um, and so I will be downsizing. So when someone downsizes, you want to ask, you know, well, well, um, what, what were the reasons for your downsizing? And you want to look at the furniture because a lot of times people will bring their old life into their new life, and it doesn't work. Um, I've seen it over and over again when someone has furniture that's big and, you know, spacious and cozy, but then you go to a smaller space and it's just you can't breathe. So, so one of the questions also that we ask is, have you had any um, health problems since you've lived in this house? Or has there been any, you know, other things, um, you know, and a lot of times um, if someone's had a divorce or if someone is, has died in the house or someone's been very ill in the house, um, all of this is in the house. And um, it just is. And it's very difficult to, um, if you don't know how to work with energy, to clear it out. So not all feng shui shui consultants are trained in space clearing, but you did, uh, like like I had to learn on my own because uh, we we touched on it just a tiny bit in in my feng shui training, but the lady that she was going to hire to teach us was not available. So she she then instead um, offered biology, which was very good. This is from Germany. It's a... It's not feng shui, but it's working with the environmental aspects of your home. So we work with the EMFs. We measure, like, do you have too many EMFs? Do you have um, uh, an imbalance of, well, the bowel biology, there's only one school, by the way, in the United States is in Florida. And one day I would like to have someone just, you know, say, hey, Cindy, why don't you go learn this and I'll pay for it, or somehow the universe blessing me with that. But um, I would like to become certified in it because it's, it's with right now with the EMFs that we have in our homes, with our computers, with our televisions, with our cell phones, um, et cetera, it's a lot of EMFs. And um, so we want to neutralize as much as possible the electromagnetic field. Um, and I'm going to give you some tips on that today. Um, so... Space clearing is an art in and of itself. I will touch on it a little bit today because it's a really good way to keep your um, home healthy. But I'm going to um, I'm going to give you another health story before I do that. And this is actually a biology story. So um, the gal that trained us was named Jeannie Compass, and her son was an excellent, excellent student all the way through graduating from high school. Then he goes to college and. He's just like, Mom, I can't focus. And she's like, well, are you partying? Are you doing this? He goes, no, because that wasn't his lifestyle. Um, and, she, you know, she's, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And he goes, Mom, I don't know, but I just – I'm not sleeping well. I can't – I just can't focus. And she says, okay, well, I can come down. You know, they made an arrangement for her to come visit. And um, she didn't see anything in his room that was, was off balance. So she says, I need to see the room next door. So he knocked on his uh, guy next door's uh, dormitory room, asked if they could come in. His mom was, like, analyzing things. She goes into the room, and on one whole wall is a computer lab. (coughs) Excuse me. There is computers everywhere, everywhere, just shocking. Like, (laughs) and that was on the wall where her son's head was at uh, the top of the bed. So every time he was trying to sleep, he was literally getting fried from all of the EMFs on the other side of that wall. Now, he couldn't change his dormitory room, but what he could change is where his bed was located. So they changed that, and then she brought, it's called a tri-pack. You can use them on your fuse boxes, and they will immediately uh, cut your EMFs down dramatically. And then she also brought black tourmaline. And black tourmaline um, is one of the most magical, magical gifts that we have on the planet. It will neutralize your EMFs. And um, what's the other one? Oregonite, organite, and uh, and shungite. These are all, but I just use the black tourmaline. That that works for me. But you can actually use dowsing rods um, to check the energy on your phone. 
or if you have an EMF meter, of course you can. And then put a, just tape a tiny piece of black tourmaline on your phone, and it cuts your EMF almost in half. So I, would, I don't know if it's a half. It's significant. So this, this young man rearranged his room his, with his mother's help, and they put the tripack in, and they put the other things. Um, uh, she used black tourmaline as well. And her son was magically a good student again. His mind worked. Um, but he was tired from not sleeping, and he was just getting fried. And so um, this is just not a good situation. So these are things that um, if you have a lot of technology stuff in your home, you just have to be smart with it um, and do whatever you can to neutralize the EMFs. The other thing with biology is that they do not believe in carpeting ever in a house because when you have carpeting and you have it cleaned, no matter how you have it cleaned, there's chemicals. And um, the German people, it's not just German people, but, but it is kind of. Like Germany wins all the solar uh, competitions every year, the global solar um, competitions. They have homes that are totally, totally off the grid. With um, their, They are creating their own electricity through, um, well, they have solar. They have solar that powerizes a lot of their stuff. So they have homes that are totally off the energy grid. And so they believe in natural light. Light is a really big thing for your health. If you are in a womb, um, there's yin and there's yang and feng shui. And the yin is the feminine and yang is the masculine. The yin is um, very, uh, very womb-like. So if you walk into a study in a home that it has floor-to-ceiling bookshelves that are wooden, a wood desk, a dark chair with like maybe a small reading light, that's a very yin, womb-like room. It's very much very dark, not a lot of light. It's, it's comforting, but it's a whole different energy. It's like a library where shh, everyone's quiet and reading. A yang room would be like walking into a, um, a screened-in porch. Or if you look at the pictures of my house, I have a lot of natural light in my house. I have Florida... Um, ceiling to floor windows that just let beautiful light in. And um, those are yang rooms. Now, it's not too much, but I, but I, wa- I once walked into a house. Um, what was I doing there? I guess I was showing property. That's what it was. Which hat did I have on? Um, and I'll never forget it. They, the inside of the house was just dark everywhere, dark, dark, dark. And I couldn't figure it out because the outside of the house, when you walked out, it was almost blinding. They had a swimming pool that was painted white, and they had white furniture everywhere. Everything was white to where it was too much. It was just way too much. Um, and I was, like, almost blinded by the, by the light. And, and then I went up to the upstairs, and then I understood this house. In a, um, a display cabinet was the flag and the medals and a picture of their son. So, oh, my goodness. I was like, they're grieving. They were grieving. These people, I don't know how long ago their son had died, but they just, they kept everything dark, the shades drawn, everything, and then you went outside and you had a complete contrast. So you want to balance your yin and yang. You want to use your lighting, by the way, is fire. It's considered fire energy. So wherever you put light, you bring energy. So um, one of the areas in feng shui, one of the nine areas of the Bagua, is helpful people and travel. So when I used to do seminars, and I used, I hosted 28 holistic conferences in um, St. Louis, I, I stopped those in 2014 because I became very busy at that time with real estate. So, um, but, but for 28 conferences, I, um, I educated the public with, you know, different vendors and exhibitors on the mind, body, and spirit. So, um, oh, I lost my train of, oh, yes, okay. Ah. So helpful people in travel. When I would do one of those conferences, I would have anywhere from 35 to 40 volunteers. I would, um, I just, it took a lot. And then I also used to bring people in from out of town, uh, guest speakers, and do conferences, you know, around those speakers. So when I needed help with enrolling something or help with volunteers or just needed help anywhere in my life, I would, by intention, leave a lamp on in my um, 
helpful people in Travel Corner. And I would look at the light. I would say, I'm bringing energy here until I attract all of the people that I need to help me get this conference done. And one of my spiritual teachers taught me something years ago. She said, um, I was working with another gal bringing uh, the speaker and author in. And the author called one day and she said, how many enrollments do you have? I'm like, oh, this is not good. Like maybe 10. And she said, that's okay. Take the piece of paper and read the names out loud and thank those 10 people for enrolling. I'm like, okay. When we were finished, we had over 100-something people who came to hear her that night. So an attitude of gratitude is really important in your life and your home and your health. And then uh, the other thing is living by intention. You know, I could tell someone, leave that light on until you get the people that you need for this project. <clears throat> and they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, right. They turn the light on. But if they're not connecting with, okay, I know the helpers are coming. I know the perfect accountant is coming. If you need an accountant, whatever it is you need, whatever person to help you have um, help in your life, it all goes in that helpful people in travel corner. Now, this is the next trick with this is a red folder. The red folder, once again, is fire. I'm a lot about fire today, a lot about energy. Um, so if you put it in a blue folder, that would be water, and water puts fire out, and you want energy around attracting whatever it is that you want. So I didn't even do this with my house, I, but, if, but if my house uh, were not selling, right now I know that uh, I just feel very confident that it's going to sell. But with other clients whose houses aren't selling, what I'll have them do is write a piece, on a piece of paper. I'm going, to act, I'm going to do this actually like with my house. Okay, uh, I, Cindy Meyer, now attract the perfect buyer for my home located at 1320 Salt Box Drive in Chesterfield, Missouri. They are willing to pay my asking price or more, and I, um, and I, lovingly, um, and I am love, ready to lovingly release my house. I'm willing to receive this or something better. So maybe you need, um, like I had a client who needed a babysitter, uh, to, uh, not really a babysitter, but kind of a nanny type person to help her with her children. And so um, I suggested that she put a piece of paper. So if I, her name, now attract the perfect um, helper to help me with my children for 15 hours a week. She had it within days. Like, but that's how this works. It's intention, intention, intention. Um, and then being willing to receive it. You have to feel worthy. Um, but now we're going to talk just a little bit about clutter because clutter, 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 clutter is one of the biggest reasons houses um, are not well and why people are not well. I talked a little bit about it with the Sha Chi. Um, but the even more part of it is when you have clutter, it wears you out. It exhausts you. Um, it's very draining. And um, so one of the first things that we do are in suggestions, shall we say, uh, in feng shui is to, to totally um, declutter your home. But it gets, like, where do you start? Okay, where do you start? Well, I'm going to tell you where you start. You start with your bedroom. Your bedroom is where you spend um, eight hours a night. I'm just going to act like it's eight hours. I never get eight hours. but um, So let's act like it's eight hours. So eight hours you're in your bedroom. Well, if, you're, if you have, like, clutter all around you, or especially under the bed, nothing's supposed to go underneath the bed. So nothing underneath the bed, no clutter, um, and that's where you start. So you want to put that all in order in your bedroom. Um, and then um, the next place that I would suggest you start is what is known as knowledge and self-cultivation. So imagine a tic-tac-toe board. And this is going, this tic-tac-toe board with the nine areas is the bagua. So you're going to stand at the front of this bagua. You've got three squares in the front row, you have three in the middle, and you have three in the back row. So imagine, if you would, in that front row, which is the front of your house, you're standing on your front porch looking at your bagua. 
So you've got three squares in that front row that is the front of your house that faces the street. The left-hand corner of that first row is knowledge and self-cultivation. Now, the reason we start here is you want to know things faster. You want to have clear, uh, a clearer mind for thinking and making decisions. Um, and just to be able to navigate through life, you, you want your mind to be um, like that young man, imagine, um, where he couldn't think because his mind was being fried. Well, it's the same thing. If you have clutter and, and knowledge of self-cultivation, how in the world are you going to have clear thinking? You won't. So you start there. You don't do your whole house at one time or you will just have messes everywhere. So what you do is you put one room at a time in order. So you start with your bedroom. And when you do your bedroom, look around. And imagine, like, if you're, if you're wanting to have a relationship and you don't have one at the time, just look around and see if you were bringing someone into your room, what would they feel in your bedroom? So you don't want it to be too feminine or too masculine or too, um, you want softness. You're, you want to be, your, your bedroom and your bath are the rooms where you rejuvenate. So you want those um, for your spirit. You want it to be peaceful. For your mind, you want it to be in order. Um, for your body, you want to be able to sleep well. Um, so really work on your bedroom. And TVs are a no-no on the bedroom. They just really are. But in this day and age, there are so many people now that can't go to sleep without their TV on or something. Um, if you have, it's going to cause World War III in a, in a couple's relationship and they're used to the TV being there, I just suggest maybe turning it down a little bit or covering it with a beautiful cloth so that you're aware of how much you're watching it. But it's really not good to have too many electronics and too much noise in your bedroom because it's supposed to be a place of uh, solace and rejuvenation. Okay, so where do I want to go next? I think um, I would like to talk about this clutter thing again. Um, Depending on where uh, your clutter is, like if it's in your relationship corner, it's going to, in your relationship corner with your tic-tac-toe board is your back row. You've got three in the back row. It's the right-hand back corner. So it's the, take your one, two, three in the back row, and it's on the right. So clutter in your relationship corner is going to um, cause just, Tiredness, like the relationship may go flat because you're not honoring it. Um, when we do not take the time to honor our space, um, we lose opportunities, opportunities for connection, opportunities for love. And every single time I teach a class, it happens um, where they have, the students have to do exchanges, you'll hear, oh, well, we'll, we'll need to come to your house. Um, my, I, my house is not really good for entertaining or whatever. And what happens when people have messy houses is they don't invite people in because they know that they'll be judged, and or that's the perception anyway. And, you know, there's that poem by Irma Bombeck, if I had it to do all over again, I would have invited people over and not worried about the handprints on the couch. I wouldn't have worried about this, that, and the other. And I agree totally with her um, because I think that people, they get their lives just go out of control, and um, and then you just you, your world gets smaller when when you have clutter because your house can't breathe. So one of the tricks to having better health um, with feng shui in your house is to keep it in order. Um, okay, so if you have clutter in your wealth corner, um, that's your back left hand corner. Um, what will happen is you can't, you, your money will be um, kind of choked up because um, you cannot, if it's too full, it's just like a closet. If your closet is so full with clothes, you're not going to lose weight because you can't. And, you're, and then you've got all these clothes in there, your body's stuffed, your closet's stuffed. It's the same situation as having a wealth corner stuffed. The opportunities can't come to you. So you want to, you know, the thing what we're talking about here is to have better health and more energy. 
Um, so the minute you clear out your wealth corner and honor your wealth corner, you know, the colors are red, purple, and blue. Roll out the red carpet, you know, the deep blue jewel tones. This isn't a pale blue. This is a deep, rich jewel tone. And red is energy, okay? But you don't want too much fire in your wealth corner, or guess what happens? As fast as you make it, you burn through it. So you want to have it balanced. You want, you want the, um, the five elements. You want your fire, your uh, earth, your water, and your wood and um, your metal balanced. And there isn't an element, per se, for the relationship corner or for the wealth corner. Um, I told you that there were, there's nine areas, and five of them um, have a designated element. But even still, we balance all five elements within that area. So, um, so one of the things um, is balance, is what we want to create in our home. And our, our home represents, there, there's the inside interior and our exterior. So the interior is all of your organs and how magically they all work and they detox your body and they, you know, give you your air to breathe and, you know, et cetera. The blood goes everywhere. We're really quite amazing creatures. Well, it's kind of the same with your house. You want your house to be a reflection of your inner. So if you're meditating and you're meditating in a room that is just filled with stuff, good luck with your meditating. It's not, you're not going to have as deep of a practice. So meditation is great, um, but so is having a house that's in order. Um, so one of the things that, that is said in feng shui is that um, just like applying the best quality makeup will not help the skin look healthy long term if the skin is not cleaned and taken care of properly on a daily level. The same applies um, to some of these more complex feng shui cures for your health. So you want to you want to take the time to honor your space and to do um, some of these these uh, little tips that I'm about to share. All right, so you want to create harmony um, in your home. You, so part of that is keeping the center of your home bright, clean, and clutter-free. Um, and the center of your home is ruled by earth. You want it to be grounded. So earth, earth is earth energy. It's, um, it's, it grounds you. So the colors are tans and um, like mustard, not, not totally yellow, but a pale yellow. Those are earthy colors and terracotta to a degree, but if it goes too red or orange, then it becomes fire. So you want the center of your home to not have a lot of fire because if you have too much fire in the center of your home, it's going to be blasting the surface on all other eight areas. And your center is like the center. It's the yin-yang. It's the positive-negative, um, masculine-feminine. And then everything comes off from that like spokes from a wheel. So your center, you want to be your center, and you want it to be um, grounded. Um, so your north, uh, the career that I talked about at the front, uh, like, I guess I didn't talk about it, but I'll talk about it now, actually. You have those three squares in the front. What I've talked about is knowledge and self-cultivation on the left. I've talked about helpful people travel on the right. But in the center is your career and your career and life path. Like, um, so if you are retired and you're like, oh, I don't work anymore, well, you still have a life path, don't you? And activating that will, um, will help you um, have new opportunities coming your way. So that's where you use the water element. Um, right now I have a fountain that, um, I don't know, I got it, I brought a new motor for it and I just think I didn't install it right because it worked perfectly before I put, brought this new, um, fountain, but it's, it's beautiful, but it's a lot of stone. It's a lot of earth energy, um, right near my front door and it, the water element's not working. So I am donating it to a friend and, um, I just know that this is going to grace their home. Uh, in a way that is magical. I mean, the fountain is magical. And um, I used to love to sit out there and just hear the sounds of the water. So, but then it wasn't just hearing the water. I would think new opportunities are coming my way. Um, all right. 
So your your home, um, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, shapes and colors just a tiny bit. So a pyramid or a triangle is fire energy because um, it's volcanic awakening or, you know, it's just fire energy. Um, so, and then circles are um, considered the water element. And um, so clear, clearing clutter and cleansing the air, um, you can cleanse the air with using essential oils with a diffuser. You can use incense. You can use candles. But keeping, um, I have a, I have this mist that I, I forget where I found it, but it's just wonderful. It's a blend of vanilla and lavender. And so um, I knew that my house, like, I mean, there's showings all day. There's only one time, one window where there isn't, and that's because I've got um, a, a worker person coming that needs to do some work with the yard. And so all day long, there's these people are going to be in and out. So I misted everything before I left just to give it a fresh, fresh feel. Um, I use essential oils a lot in my home. And um, like peppermint stimulates and uh, energizes, so does geranium, but geranium will actually help your thinking. Um, but then other times when I want to calm it down, I'll use lavender. But using, cleaning your air in your home um, and opening your windows, like people sometimes don't open their windows ever. And a lot of people just go straight from their inside of their house into their garage, into their car. They get to work. They go into their buildings. Not so much now, but um, but a lot of people are returning to work now. Um, but the thing of it is, is this: they've never really had any fresh air. And I know some people have allergies, et cetera. But you almost your allergies almost get worse by not having fresh air. Um, so even if you just open your window symbolically to let the old air out and invite the fresh air in, um, that's what you can do. So it's all symbolic. And I've already talked about the bedrooms a little bit, but I did want to mention um, two things with bedrooms. Number one, the master bedroom does not have photos of anyone other than you and your partner. The reason being you want to honor your relationship with your, um, with your partner. This is not a place for pictures of mom and dad. This is not a place for pictures of your children or your friends. And um, I'm going to tell you a feng shui story on this one. Okay, so I had a coaching client. I'm a life coach. I just don't even know if I mentioned that. And, um, and I've been working with her for a long time. And I said, yeah, I think it really would be helpful to do a feng shui consultation because you've been setting all of these intentions, but, let's, but, but I would like to teach you how to use feng shui to amplify that in your own home. Okay, so I got there. And her mom, her, no, not her mom, her dad had died and her sister had died all within like two months of time. So in what was her relationship corner, she had like dead flowers from their funeral. She had their, um, not program guide, I forget what it's called, the thing that tells about the person. She had that. She had all, all these pictures of them. It was like, it was like a shrine to her sister and her dad. She had a little tiny desk facing the wall with her back to everything else. And it was just, it was just a really bad feeling there, like just a lot of loss and sadness. So with her permission and agreement, we dismantled the shrine. And I could tell, I could just tell this was like a really big deal um, but, but we did it, and then we moved, rearranged things, and took her desk to where she was sitting behind it, facing, um, looking out at her beautiful home. I mean, she had a magically beautiful home. So we got all this finished, and I said, okay, I know um, we're out of time. I said, but I have to see your bedroom because, we're, you know, you're working on wanting a relationship. And I said, you know, there's two relationship corners in your home, the actual back, far, right-hand corner relationship. But your bedroom becomes a secondary relationship corner. So even if your bedroom is in, um, in the wealth corner, it's still a relationship corner by virtue of it's your sanctuary um, bedroom. That's what bedrooms are for. And, um, and so I walk into her bedroom, and first of all, her bed was in the wrong location. I'll explain that in a minute. And then her dresser was filled with pictures. 
every inch of it with her friends and their husbands and their children and their, oh, my goodness. And I said, how in the world do you think with every inch filled with all of your other friends' happiness, how do you think that that, like, there's no room for you to even manifest a relationship? And she goes, but I love, similar to the lady with the sculpture, she said, but I love seeing them all. They make me happy, and they're like, like, they're like my family. I said, I understand, but no one gets to see these pictures because you have them all up here, all to yourself in your bedroom. I said, if you would put these out in other parts of your home, then people would actually get to enjoy them too. So we, I made the suggestion to rearrange your bed. You never want the um, – there's two things with your bed for health. You would never want a bed straight across from the doorway to a room, from your bedroom. Because what they call it the corpse position. When a person is sleeping, you know, they're just very still. And if a person comes in that room while they're in that position, the energy goes straight up their body. And that's not good. If the bed is sideways, like, like if you were to walk into a door and keep walking and you bump right into the bed, Wherever that energy from, from you coming in that door slices across the person's, bo- person's body is almost always where they um, have problems. So um, you want your bed to be in what's called a command position where you can see a person before they come in your room so that you're feeling safe. Um, and so it's, it could be on the wall across from the door, but it has to be over, not directly across. Um, and so you would never have a headboard on the wall right by the doorway coming in because you, people would be in your room before you could see them. You would have no control, no command. Another thing with health in bedrooms, uh, especially a children's bedroom, mirrored walls, like mirrored closet doors, um, they, they, it causes the child not to sleep. It's too much energy. Things are reflected etc. So what you do in a situation like that is you can get a curtain rod and a curtain and at night you pull the curtain across the mirrors. A lot of people do this um, the mirrored closet doors in rooms that are small. So, um, so it does enlarge them. Of course it does. And mirrors are a big important part of feng shui but you don't want to amplify something that's messy. Like, like you would never want a mirror like reflecting back all the clutter. You'd want everything in order. Um, but that's a, that's a trick for, um, for, for children. Now, in the relationship corner of your bedroom, shall we say, sometimes when you have mirrors near the bed, you know, um, it will make it feel like there are more than two people in that bed. And you have to be really careful with this. If you, um, if you are a person who wants a monogamous um, relationship with your partner, then I wouldn't suggest using a lot of mirrors because there's a tendency to draw in other people because there's the feeling that other people are with you um, when you're intimate with your partner. So um, it's, just, it's just a thought, just a little thing, and it's also part of uh, creating, um, you know, Healthy, healthy home, healthy, healthy body. Um, okay, so I want to mention just a little bit about the colors with the five elements. Um, the browns and yellows are the earth, um, and they're associated, uh, you know, with as I said, the earth element. So a lot of times, that's what's recommended for a living room because it's a, a, a for a living room where friends and family gather because the colors pr- promote a grounded, supportive environment. Um, feng Shui is all about making an effort to connect to your home. And when you do this, you can find out what your space really needs to benefit your personal uh, energy. Um, keeping electronics out of your bedroom will lower the EMFs, and that's what you want. Like, there's a gal that um, I worked with in Florida, and she told me that the cell phone should not even be in the bedroom because of the EMFs. It should be in another room at night when you go to sleep. Problem for me is I use it for my alarm. I, I don't know. So I, I just recently been moving it across the room because that's, that's one of the things that is recommended. Um, all right, so what else? The natural light I've talked about. I've talked about the clutter-free space. 
Um, I think that's all I really want to talk about with all of that. We still have a little bit of time, so I'm going to go ahead and do uh, answer any questions. Um, so it looks like uh, area code 951207 does have a question. Um, if you do have a question, just push the one star on your phone. Um, and if you are uh, call, listening to the show from the Internet, you can email me at um, info at spiritseeker.com your question, and then I'll answer it on the air. Okay, so area code 951-207, you're live on the air. Um, did you have a question today? Yeah, I have a lot of clutter in the bedroom and a TV. I'm not sure if the uh, bed is the right place, but uh, I'm just kind of staying there for now, so I'm probably going to be moving soon. So so are you just living in the bedroom of a home? You're renting a bedroom or whatever? Yeah. Exactly. Or do you have control living... over the whole house? But what? Okay. So, because... Well, a lot of, like at an Airbnb or like sometimes people only, they're renting a bedroom um, and they yeah. spend a lot of time in their bedroom. What you can do um, if you, like maybe the rest of the house you don't have control over if it's someone else's. But with your bedroom, you can do the whole bagua on your bedroom. You just take those the, that sheet of paper with the nine areas. And if you, if any of you on the call today want me to email you a bagua, I will do that. All you have to do is... Um, send me uh, an email to info at spiritseeker.com and I'll be happy to send and say feng shui bagua or grid. So what you can do, what, what is your name, sir? What is your first name? Nathaniel. Oh, I know you. Okay. I'm not that know you, but you called it on my show before. Um, so Nathaniel, what you can do is stand at the doorway to your bedroom and um, your left-hand corner is your wealth corner. The middle is the fame and reputation, and the right is the relationship. Then you've got um, health and family, earth, children and creativity. Then the, the front, you have uh, knowledge and self-cultivation, uh, career, and helpful people and travel. So you can actually work with your bedroom with all nine areas. And so what I do is I use hat boxes a lot. I know it sounds crazy, but like a hat you use box what today – Hat boxes, you know, the, yeah. they're beautiful. You can buy them at all kinds of stores. I was at IKEA yesterday, and um, they had some there too. I was like, oh, I go to estate sales, and I buy these large hat boxes, and they're very beautiful, you know. And so, um, so today when I was leaving, uh, I had all these people showing, happening at my house. I'm at, uh, I'm actually at the house where I'm moving next, um, so it's kind of nice to be able to see what this feels like to be in this room that's going to be my office. So what I did was I had a lot of paperwork out on my desk, and I didn't want people looking at my paperwork or making it look messy. So I have a hat box right next to my desk, and so when I'm finished with my day now, I take everything and put it in the hat box, and I put the lid on it. And they can be stacked. So that's a way to start creating order. If you don't have a lot of um, a lot of drawers or places to put all your stuff, um, but but what else is the what else is well, I mean, so is it just too much box, stuff? Possibly too. A shoe box, a hat oh, yeah, box. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I have boxes, organizing but it's good to have a lid on it. If you don't have a lid, oh, maybe you could put a piece of paper or, or you know, a little, uh, you know, some, something on the top that will cover it. Right. I also use those banker boxes that, um, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you, like, taking 25 years of stuff and getting ready to move it or let it go. Um, so I have those. You can just go to Office Depot or any kind of office store. And what I like about those is, like, okay, so I have, like, feng shui. I have one box with all my feng shui books and all of my, my you know, manuals. Another box is all my Reiki. Another box is all my breath work. Another box is, um, you know, energy healing that I've learned. So all yeah. of that is in these – and you can stack those boxes, and then you write on the side what it is, and you can go right to it. And then those I, hat I, boxes – this is, this is kind of funny, but when I travel on the road, I'll just put any kind of paperwork or anything that I might need. I just put it in the hat box and then the car goes. So what okay. else are you – uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's just – 
It's just a creative way. You know, I moved out of my house about organizing. seven years ago, and I had so many things, and I only have about ten or twenty percent of what I've had. You know, I sold a couple of drum sets and a number of guitars and amplifiers and PA's and all kinds of stuff. And uh, you know, I have, you know, it's I have rem- remnants of stuff, and you know, I should have had it. You know. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, you know, you should really never get anything, you know, you should really know, you know, if someone wants to give you something, I know when somebody says, hey, you want some Chinese checkers? And I go, look, I don't want any Chinese checkers. I, you know, I'm not like, uh, you know, I, I, I've gotten rid of storage units. It lives in a storage place. And, you know, it's good not to own anything you really don't want, you know. So, oh, well, with feng shui, there are two things. But the big one is love it. Use it or lose it. Love it, use it, or lose it. And then the other one is less is more. And, um, and, and then when I work with personal organizers because they, they have helped me, I, just, I, I go, 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 and sometimes I don't um, keep up with the energy flowing through my life. And so I, I will have a personal organizer come in and then she'll help me. Um, but what uh, – what she has this thing, uh, this one that I worked with probably 15 years ago, she said there's a place for everything and everything has a place. So once you do organize your room, you will know exactly where the scissors are. You'll know where your, you know, whatever, you just know where things are. So like right now, all my electrical cords and all that stuff, she's got those all in one box. So it's easy when I'm looking for something. And then all my light bulbs, because I have a lot of different lights in my house, all of those are kept together and it just it just makes your life so much simpler when everything's in order, but um, but yes, yeah, shoeboxes and they have those little plastic ones with perfect lids or just regular shoeboxes work. So enjoy enjoy playing your space, Nathaniel. And you know if you do want me to send you that bagua, I also do remote feng shui consultations. I should mention this. I work with people all over the world. Um, they just email me, you know, um, the consultation form. And uh, with the consultation form, you know, we ask the questions, you know, like, what has your health been like here? Has there been any kind of bad things that have happened since you've been in this house? And um, someone once told me, you went through a divorce in your house and your mom died in your house. I'm like, yeah, so? And she says, well, you should move. I'm like, you're crazy. My mom dying in my house was a beautiful thing. I'm glad she was here with us and at the end. Um, and the divorce, it's like, I, I can, I, I cleared that. You, you, you don't. A lot of people just think that when something like that happens, you can't clear it. Yes, you can. So, um, so I'm going to um, tell uh, – thank you, Nathaniel, for calling, by the way. Um, I'm just going to tell you a couple things with space clearing. I already mentioned it with using aromatherapy, but here's another one. You can just take your hands and go to every corner in every room and just do this. Clap, 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 clap. That gets any stuff energy open. Um, I also have Tibetan chimes. I'll use those. I also have a space clearing bell. I'll use that. But you might just have a little bell and you just ring the bell. Or if your house is really just feeling like the energy is heavy, you can take a bowl of water and put a little bit of salt in it. And I just use regular, um, I use sea salt if I have it, but if I don't, I'll just use iodized salt. And then you just, like it's like holy water started, you just dip your fingers in it. And, and then you um, go around the perimeter of every room and every doorway, and then that will help clear the energy as well. Okay, so my final tip, we've only got like a half a minute here left, is enjoy your home. Enjoy them. And, you know, having a home that invites you in, it really makes a difference. And so we didn't even talk about the exterior health of your home, but, you know, people feel your home before, before they've come in. They feel your home. I mean, and I'm, I'm like, I just know that, like, okay, so I did all this landscaping, all this stuff recently. My neighbor called. She goes, Cindy, are you moving? And I said, yes, Sarah, I am. And she goes, oh, Cindy, we're the last ones on the street. Everybody else is all new. I'm like, I know, I know, Sarah, but it's okay. I'll come by and visit. I'm not leaving St. Louis just yet. And so, you know, but she knew. She knew because of the energy at my house with all these different people in the last couple of months getting it ready. But I'm ready to say goodbye to my house, and I'm so grateful. And that's another thing. If you're moving, thank your home. Go to each room and thank each room for all the memories. 
um, and then just say you're ready to release it for the new rightful owner. Okay. Thank you. Next week we have a shaman on. You can hear about shamanism. Um, I just want to thank you all. Remember, this is a podcast. You can listen to it over and over again. You can forward the link to your friends. Um, Please let others know about the show, and please like the show. That helps us with getting more promotion um, from Blog Talk. And if you want to be on my email list, info at spiritseeker.com, and then you'll be notified about all the different things that are happening. All right, well, I hope this was helpful, and um, have a beautiful day. Namaste.